This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Vancouver Consumer on CKNW for Saturday, May 23rd. I'm Manny Bazunas, filling in for Sterling Fox, and we have a packed two hours that will offer you some great benefits as we explore the grand reopening of our economy. In our first hour, Angela Kella, accredited mortgage professional and host of The Mortgage Show this evening and every Saturday evening at 7, she's got a huge number of mortgage options that will save you money and at no cost to you. In our second hour, as we delve into dream homes, none better than multi-award winning team at My House Design Build. Graham Hugay is the owner of the company that for years has been building custom-made homes, and or renovating real home sanctuaries. The process is easy and exciting. But first, some of the headlines that reached Vancouver Consumer this past week as our grand reopening, we venture into this new reality. The CEO of Vale Resorts, owners of Whistler Blackcomb, said this week he is ramping up operations for a restart. Target date, late June, early July. And if all goes well, Rob Cates said that will include having their lifts turning, hotels and retail stores open. A recent study looking at the long-term impact of the pandemic on global air travel suggests the industry will not recover until 2023. The fall in passenger volume is expected to be much worse with a 50% decline this year alone. Recovery to 2019 levels may take two or more years at the very least as consumer confidence in traveling by plane slowly increases. Traveling by TransLink took on a somewhat new face this week, the face mask, with a recommendation this week that all transit riders wear a mask, if possible, and travel outside peak times, allowing more time for your commute. In the early days of the pandemic, panic buying and hoarding led to shortages of all things toilet paper. Politicians told us to stay calm. The supply chains were working, and to a large extent, they were and are. And while that may be the case, you may already be paying more for beef now that so many slaughterhouses in North America have had to shut down due to the COVID outbreaks. On the other hand, so many restaurants have closed that the lower demand by restaurants could offset the sudden decrease in meat production. One analyst suggested this week we're really in the early stages of repair the supply chain and there will be problems including shortage of some types of food spices coffee and even increasing prices you may have noticed if your thing is virgin olive oil for example it may not be as virgin as you think because spain is a major producer of olives for italian olive oil and because it has been so hard hit by the crisis some producers may substitute canola or other oils. And plans for Canadian tech giant Shopify to hire a thousand workers for a new Vancouver office now look uncertain. The CEO of Shopify took to Twitter this week to announce the e-commerce company was keeping its offices closed until 2021. And after that, most employees will work 
remotely. The real estate market is, in large part, fueled by employment and in-migration. We've seen home sales take a nosedive, prices moderating, home equity eroding. So what to do if you have a mortgage in these uncertain times? Well, there are a ton of money-saving mortgage options, and to talk about those options, accredited mortgage professional Angela Kella, accredited mortgage professional and host of The Mortgage Show, Saturday evenings at 7 on CKNW. You've had a busy week uh, appearing on uh, various media platforms, not the least of which, Angela. Uh, You spoke with Mike Smith yesterday on CKNW, and it was about something that you've written on your blog concerning mortgages, uh, warning to first-time homebuyers. Yes, uh, the CEO of CMHC had made some recommendations to the House of Commons. And so immediately when these recommendations were made, I I found it to be a little bit different than when things have come out um, in the past. Generally, uh, what we learn very quickly is that the other insurers don't necessarily share that same data. And in Canada, we have three mortgage insurers. And for those of you who are listening, mortgage insurers are options that are available for Canadians to put down less than a 20% down payment to buy a home. And when they do so, they purchase insurance that's added to the mortgage. And of course, if the if the home buyer defaults, then the insurer uh, pays out that mortgage to the bank. And so I thought it would be worthwhile to take a look at CMHC. They were the first Canadian insurer. And for those of you who are listening, some of our more mature listeners may recall that CMHC was developed after World War II when people came back from the war and they knew that they wouldn't have the savings to be able to buy a home, but they wanted to promote home ownership. And so they did provide this vehicle to allow people to purchase with a lower down payment and insure the mortgages. And CMHC has grown to provide affordable housing, rental housing, and now when we fast forward, um, we now have competition in that market by two other insurers because the insurance business is consistently profitable. And CMHC has paid millions and millions of dollars of dividends to the government as a result of how uh, financially rewarding it has been in the insurance business because less than one half of a percent of Canadians, even in the most dire economic times, if we go back to the economics collapse back in 2008, Canadians are really good at paying their mortgage. And part of the reason is we're so conservative in Canada in respect to when we allow someone to have a mortgage. In fact, getting a mortgage is the most difficult thing in the country. It's the most difficult credit to obtain. And in order to have a, a mortgage, you have to be stress test to have be able to afford it at a rate that is over 2% of what you pay. So Canadians are very conservative when they get mortgages on what they can afford. And despite economic uncertainty, we all need to live somewhere and home ownership remains to be incredibly attractive because we spend the most amount of time there, especially in times like today. And right now we have the gift of low interest rates where over 50% of your mortgage payment is going directly to the principal opposed to if you're not a homeowner, 100% of that payment that you make has no benefit for you uh, financially in terms of any tax benefits or building equity in your home. So, um, To put it all into perspective, 
I believe the 5% down payment is here to stay. I believe that the comments that were being made are forecasting a model that we don't really know anything about yet. But what we do know is that Canadians are incredibly uh, protective when it comes to paying their mortgages. And I suspect that 5% down payment will be here to stay based on what the insurer's comments have been on how they want to make sure that they're the competitor to be able to offer 5% down payments for Canadians at this time. Of course, things can change, but this is not something that they've all come together to to advocate for. We're speaking with accredited mortgage professional and host of The Mortgage Show Saturday Eve at 7 on CKNW. Angela Calla, Angela Calla, C-A-L-L-A dot C-A, Angela Calla. .ca. With these ultra-low interest rates on mortgages, uh, Angela, I would think it would be a good time for a person to pull out their current mortgage uh, and get it over to you and see if you can restructure it, roll some outside debt into a restructured mortgage and save some dough. Absolutely. With interest rates as low as they are, um, of course, over 50% of your mortgage payment is going directly to your principal. So if you're someone who has car loans, lines of credit, credit cards, if you're still working and your mortgage is not in deferral, then you can absolutely review what options are available to you and potentially save hundreds or thousands of dollars each and every month. And just make sure that the money that you have and the money that you're putting out each and every month is working in the most beneficial manner for you. One of the things that we know um, is that 7 out of 10 Canadians have lived paycheck to paycheck. And that's why when this crisis hit, you saw within two weeks, people were applying for uh, benefits and not a lot of people have a 90 or 60, um, 90 or six month savings plan set aside. So I believe that all of us are taking a look at our personal houses right now and ensuring that we have safeguards in place. So if something happens that's out of our control, we can ensure that we have that flexibility and are saving that money monthly. So when you take the opportunity to consolidate debt that's not included in your mortgage into your new mortgage, now you can put that money aside each and every month and not only improve your credit, pay your mortgage off faster, but you can have a savings plan that includes potentially investing in RSPs and getting an additional tax refund, building an RESP for your children, having a savings fund for things that are unforeseen, and start to get your money that you're putting out each and every month working for you to add that additional layer of protection for you moving forward. So it's extremely advantageous for you to take a look at the options that are available to you. And each and every year, your mortgage should be reviewed to not only see if there's any market opportunities with interest rates moving or new products coming out, but to see what you can safeguard yourself from if you're going through a personal circumstance or you want to plan to move up the property ladder or to retire or for any kind of life change, maybe your family's grown. Whatever the circumstances, being on top of the market, but your personal lifestyle and life goals will help you achieve the maximum amount of savings and ensure your money's working for you. Well, Angela, during this uh, pandemic uh, crisis, employment uh, is either, you know, uh, layoffs, uh, people cannot be released from their jobs, but certainly fewer people are working uh, for self-employed people, businesses slowed. How does that affect a restructuring of a mortgage? If you go to break the current mortgage and try to restructure it, yet the person has been sidelined because of the crisis. What are the lenders saying? Well, I don't know if this uh, person who wants this mortgage approval is going to get back to full-time employment. How do you help those people? 
Well, Manny, there's an option out there for everyone, and it's about empowering yourself with the information of choice. And we take a look at what's available now and what will be available to you in the in the future, and then you can make a decision on whatever's right for your family. While we can generalize and and say that you know it might be best for you know those who are employed to take advantage of this, it never hurts to take a look at what the options are now and where things will go. Because I can tell you, being in front of this um, is going to benefit you more so because if you did have outside debt and are continuing to accumulate it at a rapid pace, the sooner that we can provide a solution, if one's ava- whatever solution is available to you, then you can stop that additional cash outlay and start to save that money. So it's absolutely a free service. You know, take a look at what what the options are out there for you, and then you're empowered to see if you should stay where you are because that's the best for your personal circumstance or if there's something else that you should consider. But investing that time in yourself is the best time you can possibly spend. Well, I I would think uh, the best thing a person can do with a mortgage today is pull it out of the drawer on this Saturday and get her over to Angela. Have her have a look, and she'll present you with some options that may save you just a ton of dough. Angela Calla, C-A-L-L-A dot C-A, Angela Calla dot C-A, Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional. I want to talk about reverse mortgages, Angela, and I know that's the topic du jour on this evening's show, the mortgage show on CKNW. Uh, Touch on it a little bit because I know uh, many of my colleagues here at CKNW have also been asking you about that. Yes, uh, and actually we just had a call today. We had someone who wanted to look at purchasing a home or building a smaller one, and we looked at a reverse mortgage as an option for that. So what a reverse mortgage is, is it gives you access to your equity in your home, and you are not making any mortgage payments on it, and you don't go through a stress test. So you must be over 55, and accessing your capital in this manner protects all your government pensions and all your benefits that you would receive and allows you to utilize that as a wealth-building tool or a tool to help you with a want or a need. And some of the needs can be maybe you feel that you haven't, don't have enough money to fund the lifestyle that you would like to have and going back to work is not an option for you or you just want to live a better life for the decades that you've contributed to this country and also um, had hard work. And you maybe, maybe you want to pass an inheritance off to a loved one to help them buy a home while you're still alive and allow your asset to continue to grow without you having to find a way to make payments without your income changing. And so that's one of the ways a lot of people, and I believe your next guest on the show, people love their homes and they want to renovate them to the, to the way that will most suit their lifestyle. But how do you renovate a home? You need the money from somewhere. So either you're going to pull it out of your investments and then lose an asset and lose that accumulation, or you have to accumulate debt to do so. And in accumulating debt, do you want to, the question is, do you want to make a payment or not make a payment and then continue to have it? Or some people will sell other assets. And it depends on if those assets are income producing for you or not. Other people want to go through divorce and they would like to pay someone out. And depending on the personal circumstance of them, they would rather not pay a support payment or an ongoing payment and divide the assets and one of them would rather stay in the home. Or some people simply want to buy their downsized home now and have that earn money for them 
and not sell their home and sell their home on their terms. So there's lots of wants and needs that can be associated with it, and it's just one of the dozens of products that we review to see what suits your personal lifestyle and helps you achieve your best financial wellness for your circumstance. We've only got a minute before we have to go to a break, Angela. Is there a certain uh, amount of equity you have to have in your home to qualify for a reverse mortgage? Yes. So reverse mortgages, because no payments are made, they generally only go up to about 50% of the property's value, and sometimes they'll go over that as well, depending on the individual's circumstance. But I would say the rule of the general rule of thumb is they go up to about 50% of the property's value. Angela Calla, accredited mortgage professional, host of The Mortgage Show, Saturday evening, 7 o'clock, right here on CKNW. We talked uh, during the break, Angela, about this being the ideal time uh, to look for a mortgage renewal. If you have a mortgage renewal coming up in June, July, August, or September, it's absolutely the time to contact us today to be able to review your options and monitor the market to ensure that you have the absolute best money-saving strategy that's going to help you protect your wealth with your upcoming mortgage renewal. And at a mortgage renewal, it's just like getting a brand new mortgage. What we'll do is we'll review the existing mortgage with your existing lender and let you know if that's the best option and you should stay there or if other lenders have better options for you to save more money, or if you should be considering taking out some money to build up an emergency fund or for anything coming up in your lifestyle where you believe that you might have um, a need. So if you think you're going to need to buy a car in the next coming while, or you you are putting off that work that needs to be done on the house, um, or you need to do some type of uh, maintenance, we will consult with you to ensure that you have the best mortgage strategy so you have the lowest cost of borrowing and, most importantly, wealth protection. And so when you get a mortgage renewal, you'll be doing exactly like you would for a new mortgage. You'll fill out a mortgage application. There'll be a credit check, verification of employment. And then we monitor the market. And if anything better becomes available between now and your completion date, we automatically do that reduction for you, which can also result in significant savings. And it's important to articulate really what a renewal is and what a refinance is. If you're making a straight renewal, that means that you're keeping the amortization the same and the title the exact same. If you're doing a refinance, that means that you can have the option to extend your amortization, which can mean lower payments. If you're changing the mortgage amount, meaning you're taking money out, that is also considered a refinance. Um, Or you might want to get, maybe you had a parent or grandparent or somebody co-sign for you for a mortgage, and maybe you want to take them off title, or maybe you want to add a spouse um, or another, your partner on or off the title, those would all be refinances that you can take advantage of with no penalty with your existing lender. And if you are doing a straight switch to another lender, not making any changes to the mortgage except for the provider, then there are lenders who are going to cover those costs for you as well. So you have many, many options as a borrower and utilizing an accredited mortgage professional. You'll get unbiased advice, meaning that we don't have any allegiance or any bias to any one particular lender. We're here to only advise you on what the best thing is 
for you to do, even if that's sticking with your own institution. And we protect your credit because we use one application to shop it to multiple lenders. And of course, if something better becomes available even after you've signed the papers, but prior to your closing, then we bring that to your attention as well. And that's the benefit. Those are all the value-added benefits that you get, plus the ongoing mortgage management when you work with an independent professional to help you negotiate your mortgage renewal. Well, I think one of the uh, misconceptions is, uh, gosh, I can go uh, to bank number one on this corner and inquire about uh, some mortgage options, and uh, then I'll walk across the street to, you know, bank Ooh. number two, uh, make those same inquiries. Uh, it should be noted that every time you make an inquiry at a bank about a mortgage, uh, it affects your credit score. How exactly does that work, Angela? Yes, it takes points off your credit score, and then it actually flags your file for fraud uh, because lenders are looking at when they're going to be providing an option for someone. They want to see where has that client been and is there consistency with that application. And so you really open your, yourself up to mistakes and extra scrutiny. And actually, we have a letter of engagement that we have our clients sign that explains that part of the process to them that lets them know if we're shopping for the mortgage for them that um, we have to be the only ones that are shopping it because if lenders see it from different um, angles, it doesn't represent the client the best way. And so clients come to us who want to be represented in the best way and consistent consistently as well. Every lender that you go to, you never know who you're dealing with and what level of expertise that they have. And if they input something incorrectly by accident even, or they don't represent your file in the best possible way, then that impacts the borrower. So borrowers don't necessarily understand the why behind everything mortgage. And that's why I was so passionate when I wrote my book, The Mortgage Code, back in 2018. I really wanted to highlight the why behind everything mortgage and how lenders are looking at individual clients and how people People move up and down in the rankings within the banking system because that really helps you understand how you're being viewed by lenders. And, you know, obviously we're passionate about empowering consumers with that so they can make decisions based on education and understanding how the back ends of all the lenders work. So also, if there's what's called quick-close specials, then lenders won't give that to you if you've already applied with that particular lender as well. So there's a multitude of reasons why it doesn't actually work to your advantage. And you have to remember that first things first, if we believe that it's best for you to stick with your institution, that's what we're going to recommend. We're not going to invest making it. We're not going to invest in you making a change if there's no benefit to you financially. There has to be a clear black and white benefit that's articulated and um so it's it's a completely different experience. Every single lender is there to sell and market themselves, and they will absolutely do the best for you within what they have. But it's a completely different experience working with someone who has no bias, who only wants to save you the most amount of money throughout the duration of you having a mortgage and doesn't have other objections that we're supposed to meet. You know, we're not here to cross-sell you all kinds of other things. We're just here to look at things without bias while looking at the outside aspect as well to ensure you have the best solution for you. Accredited mortgage professional Angela Calla. Angela Calla, C-A-L-L-A dot C-A, joining us on this edition of Vancouver Consumer here at CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox. What about folks who have had a little injury to their uh, credit score? Maybe some unpaid parking tickets, Angela. How do you rehab a person's credit? Well, we work with them to let them know first and foremost what it is on there and then help them take the steps to make it better. Um, Obviously, unpaid parking tickets, 
things that are on the credit bureau, we let them know they need to pay it, they need to send it into the credit reporting agency, they need to have the appropriate documentation on file. And that's the thing about credit reports is everybody submits to them, so they're not necessarily accurate. And so we work with the borrower to let them know what they can do to improve that and then get them to the place that they are because every lender has a different requirement for credit score, and the higher the credit score you have, the more options you have. Anybody can get a mortgage from a retail bank, but only those who are the most qualified, who have the best income, the best credit, and what the lenders classify as A properties can get mortgages from monoline lenders that don't have posted rates that save you tens of thousands of dollars throughout the term of the mortgage because they have the lowest exit cost. And 7 out of 10 Canadians will break their mortgage before the end of the term or need to access it. And only if they're with a lender that has a lower penalty, they have the options to increase their wealth accordingly and utilize that for themselves instead of interest to the bank. I want to get back to some of the uh, COVID uh, experiences uh, with people with mortgages. Angela, of course, so much, if not everything, can be done electronically today. Uh, But when we were first hit with this pandemic crisis, the banks stepped up, at least we thought, with something called a mortgage deferral. Uh, I don't know how economically feasible mortgage deferrals are. What's your view on deferring your mortgage if offered by an institution? Absolutely. I mean, if it's something that you require, that's exactly what it's there for. And, you know, that should give you the ability to build up a little bit of an emergency fund or use your funds where they're needed. And that's what it's there for. If you need it because you're not working and you can't afford to make your mortgage payments, this is exactly why why it's there. So I agree with it if you need it. And if you don't need it, then um, it's continuing on with business as unusual in the times that we're in. Well, you're, you're not getting out from paying any of the mortgage. You're simply no. deferring the payment. So You're deferring the payments and you're paying, a, you're paying interest on it. So it's, it's something that's there, but there is a cost to it. So mm-hmm. uh, that's why we recommend it only for those, of course, who need it. You've been offering a whole bunch of webinars uh, to clarify what's going on. Uh, what can we expect to see if we uh, tune in? Uh, Well, we've done some for the local Chamber of Commerce, and we've been educating some financial planners and accountants on the different options that are out there. And if you're a professional who wants information about the front line of the mortgage market and different options that could be available for the people that you serve, you can know that we're, we're here to help you with that. So if you reach out to us, we can do something personalized for the people that you help and serve and make sure that they have the best information to make educated decisions. One of the questions we've received here at Vancouver Consumer for you, Angela. Uh, I own a rental property, uh, but because uh, the income uh, for the renter has uh, subsided, uh, how does that affect my mortgage on my rental property? Well, every lender is different, and some lenders are offering up to three mortgage deferrals um, on unowner-occupied properties. So you could look at a deferral for that as well. And also, uh, we do have a guest on our show, Rob Boys, at the Mortgage Show at 7 o'clock, and he is a licensed property manager as well. And he has helped some landlords and tenants navigate getting the rental assistance as well. And there is rental assistance that's available, but it is important that you speak with your landlord and make an arrangement because the rent is still due. So with that in mind, I would recommend um, 
if you tune into the Mortgage Show later, speaking with Rob Boys, um, and knowing that there are resources out there. Landlord BC is a great resource. You can definitely hop on their website. Right now they're offering free advice for landlords that are looking for options and also consult with your lender to see if a deferral is available. In the uh, two or three minutes we've got left, Angela, uh, how do I begin the process? I haul out my mortgage document, my current mortgage, I get it over to you, and then you outline all the options, and hopefully most of them are containing uh, some money-saving ideas. Yeah, it starts with a call or a visit to angelakella.ca with an email, and we will have a quick conversation with you and learn about your goals and send you a list of what we would need to evaluate those options. And then once that's received back, we'll be able to get to work and let you know if you should stay put or if there's something better for you. I think having done the show with you, uh, the mortgage show Saturday eves at 7 o'clock for years, I know there are hundreds, if not thousands of people who've had their mortgages restructured, refinanced, and they have saved everywhere from $50 a month to over $3,000 a month. How is that accomplished? It really depends on your current scenario and how much debt you have outside your mortgage and what amortization we utilize for you. And freeing up that cash flow empowers Canadians to invest more in themselves and save money and live better lives. So it's personal, it's unique to everyone's circumstance, and obviously the more money you save, the more you can accelerate your wealth building on the other end to ensure that you have savings in the life that you are looking for as a result of getting your money working for you. In a lot of the cases, Angela, people who come to you for a mortgage restructuring to save money, uh, that process uh, is really quick. Uh, You can get a refinanced or restructured mortgage Uh, done uh, in time for the next payment? It really depends. It depends on the availability of documents and the unique circumstance of the borrower. I would say expect a month turnaround. And so hopefully that's before your next monthly payment. But understand that we all have to deal with each other's unique circumstances. And that could be, you know, arranging an appraisal. That could be getting um, a letter of employment from your employer and um, all those kinds of circumstances. So it's always our goal to get it completed for you as soon as possible. But remember that in every mortgage transaction, there's about 30 people that are being managed throughout the process. So we look to complete it as soon as possible. And generally, but I say expect a month, and we continue to update you on the process so you know what's going on at what time. The key word here, procrastination. In other words, do not procrastinate. Get your current mortgage over to Angela. She'll have a a look at it and hopefully come up with some options that'll save you just a ton of dough every month. Angela Kella, C-A-L-L-A dot C-A. Angela Kella, welcome back to Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. Manny Bazuna's filling in for Sterling Fox. And once again, time for Ask Andrew. Andrew Ferreira, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer and... Worldwide traveler. Well, I've, I'm, I'm actually probably the least traveled person that I know. Well, <laughs> you've been to Portugal. I yes, <laughs> that's worldwide. That then. is that is technically across the world. Okay, well, draw the linkage between what they do there and what we're attempting to do here when it comes to patios, for example. Uh, if you've been to, I, I know this is the case around Europe, but if, you know specifically if you've been to Portugal, patios are just kind of everywhere. Uh, it's not, you know, here in Vancouver, we see patios as these special, you know, oh, look, this place has a patio. Wow. 
but you know, in Portugal, everyone's got a patio. You know, the the the, the tiny restaurant run by a and Paul down the street has a patio. The cafe has a patio. The bar has a patio. Everything kind of spills out onto the street, and that's kind of normal. And it sort of seems like, and this is in Vancouver, wrote a piece this week uh, saying that. You know, it's entitled The City and the Province Are Seeking to Cultivate Patio Culture. And as, you know, we try to embrace social distancing in the, uh, during this pandemic, patios kind of seem like a, like a no-brainer way to help out our hospitality and, and restaurant industry. Uh, I know that Vancouver specifically and the city of Syria are both really pushing for um, an expedited process to get patios going. Uh, I know that before, uh, for one example, uh, craft breweries had to uh, apply for a restaurant license to have a patio. So they needed to, you know, serve some food uh, and have, you know, exceeding capacity to, in order to be eligible for a patio. But I think what they want to do is kind of rejig that and just kind of say, look, if you're serving, you know, stuff, you can go through and, and get a patio. Um, we're not, I'm not sure how that's going. All the processes are still in motion in the various city councils. But I, I would love to see, and I think everyone, most everyone, except for, well, right now during allergy season, um, you know, uh, eating outside is, is kind of nice. And, you know, we live in Canada, but we're lucky enough to live in a place that is generally pretty warm and pretty nice for a lot of the year. You know, we can have a patio season go from, you could argue, April all the way until the end of September even. Uh, and then even in the winter, if you're brave and you've got heaters. Uh, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm fine with eating out in the cold, especially if I've got like a, you know, like a cup of mulled wine or something. Then that's well, totally they have okay. they have overhead heaters. That's not new. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I think this is something that Vancouver would be, uh, we're, you know, we'd be behooved to not look into this. Um I think this also ties into the 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 idea of turning more streets into pedestrian friendly areas. And I've talked about that at length over the last couple of weeks about how there seems to be this kind of rejigging of our priorities and how as much as, you know, those of us who are choosing to you're choosing to or have to get around, a lot of us are choosing a personal vehicle because it's safer right now. Uh, there's there's a peace of mind in that. But I think as we start to come back and as transit use comes up, we'll start to see the benefits of, you know, not insulating ourselves. I think it's a lot more appealing to drive down or not to drive or go down a Robson Street that's got patios spilling into the curb than it is, you know, with parking spots and gridlock. I think that's a lot more appealing. I think it's a lot more appealing to go to, you know, your your Broadway, you know, your 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 Broadways of the world and have them restaurants be spilling out, have conversation, everything going on instead of you know, angry people honking at you because you put your signal on only three seconds before the light turned. Well, I think if we were to put our little dream vision glasses on, uh, we're already seeing the starting of uh, these expanded patios. I know many municipalities are looking at expanding their patios. Now, whether they get to, uh, you know, the type of vision that you were uh, mentioning, Andrew, I think it's a good start that already uh, there are a lot of places that are looking at expanding the patio culture. Oh, and the thing is, you know, in order to get there, we have to start somewhere. And if starting somewhere is just, you know, giving a few more patio licenses out and allowing them to kind of spill into public plazas, then so be it. We'll, we'll be all better for it. Yeah, it's amazing what a crisis will do in terms of uh, creating some options, uh, at least in your mind, and then putting them to fruition exactly. and making them reality. Andrew Ferreric, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer, right here on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox on this Saturday afternoon. Back in a moment. Welcome back to Vancouver. 
Vancouver consumer on CKNW. Manny Bazuna is filling in for Sterling Fox. And once again, time for Ask Andrew. Andrew Ferreira, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer and worldwide traveler. Well, I've, I'm, I'm actually probably the least traveled person that I know. Well, you've been to Portugal. I yes, <laughs> that's worldwide. That then. is that is technically across the world. Okay, well, draw the linkage between what they do there and what we're attempting to do here when it comes to patios, for example. Uh, if you've been to, I, I know this is the case around Europe, but if, you know specifically if you've been to Portugal, patios are just kind of everywhere. Uh, it's not, you know, here in Vancouver, we see patios as these special, you know, oh, look, this place has a patio. Wow. But, you know, in Portugal, everyone's got a patio. You know, the, 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 the tiny restaurant run by a mon pa down the street has a patio. The cafe has a patio. The bar has a patio. Everything kind of spills out onto the street. And that's kind of normal. And it sort of seems like, and this is in Vancouver, wrote a piece this week uh, saying that, you know, it's entitled the city and the province are seeking to cultivate patio culture. And as you know, we try to embrace social distancing in the, uh, during this pandemic, patios kind of seem like a like a no brainer way to help out our hospitality and, and restaurant industry. Uh, I know that Vancouver specifically and the city of Syria are both really pushing for um, an expedited process to get patios going. Uh, I know that before, uh, for one example, uh, craft breweries had to uh, apply for a restaurant license to have a patio. So they needed to, you know, serve some food uh, and have, you know, X seating capacity in order to be eligible for a patio. But I think what they want to do is kind of rejig that and just kind of say, look, if you're serving, you know, stuff, you can go through and, and get a patio. Um, we're not, I'm not sure how that's going. All the processes are still in motion in the various city councils. But I, I would love to see, and I think everyone, most everyone, except for, well, right now during allergy season, um, you know, uh, eating outside is, is kind of nice. And, you know, we live in Canada, but we're lucky enough to live in a place that is generally pretty warm and pretty nice for a lot of the year. You know, we can have a patio season go from, you could argue, April all the way until the end of September even. Uh, and then even in the winter, if you're brave and you've got heaters, uh, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm fine with eating out in the cold, especially if I've got like a, you know, like a cup of mulled wine or something. Then that's well, totally they have okay. they have overhead heaters. That's not new. That's, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So I, I think this is something that Vancouver would be, uh, we're, you know, we'd be behooved to not look into this. Um I think this also ties into the 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 idea of turning more streets into pedestrian friendly areas. And I've talked about that at length over the last couple of weeks about how there seems to be this kind of rejigging of our priorities and how as much as, you know, those of us who are choosing to you're choosing to or have to get around, a lot of us are choosing a personal vehicle because it's safer right now. Uh, there's there's a peace of mind in that. But I think as we start to come back and as transit use comes up, we'll start to see the benefits of, you know, not insulating ourselves. I think it's a lot more appealing to drive down or not to drive or go down a Robson Street that's got patios spilling into the curb than it is, you know, with parking spots and gridlock. I think that's a lot more appealing. I think it's a lot more appealing to go to, you know, your your Broadway, you know, your 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 Broadways of the world and have them restaurants be spilling out, have conversation, everything going on instead of you know, angry people honking at you because you put your signal on 
only three seconds before the light turned. Well, I think if we were to put our little dream vision glasses on, uh, we're already seeing the starting of uh, these expanded patios. I know many municipalities are looking at expanding their patios. Now, whether they get to... Uh, you know, the type of vision that you were uh, mentioning, Andrew, I think it's a good start that already uh, there are a lot of places that are looking at expanding the patio culture. Oh, and the thing is, you know, in order to get there, we have to start somewhere. And if starting somewhere is just, you know, giving a few more patio licenses out and allowing them to kind of spill into public plazas, then so be it. We'll, we'll be all better for it. Yeah, it's amazing what a crisis will do in terms of uh, creating some options, at least in your mind, and then putting them to fruition exactly. and making them reality. Andrew Ferreric, executive producer of Vancouver Consumer, right here on CKNW. I'm Manny Bazunas filling in for Sterling Fox on this Saturday afternoon. Back in a moment. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.